Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. We thank you for listening. This is Chad Russell. I'm co-host here with my friend, Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. Good morning, Kurt. Chad, good morning, brother. It's uh, it's always good to see you. Good, as well. It really you as is. Well. Well, you know, you. Most of the time. It's good to be seen. <laughs> it is, not viewed, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> good to be seen and not viewed. That's uh, a good old, that's a good. My pa- old friend Butch Dabney used gonna to say, say that. That's a good pastor's line right yeah, there. It is. So I'm assuming we're we're early taping this in the morning here, and uh, I'm assuming you have probably what done 100 push-ups today, 100 sit-ups, ran a few miles. Oh, I do 250 push-ups <laughs> <laughs> in your mind because I don't see it on you. Come so, on, I, 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 you are very fit. How old are you? <laughs> Where are you going with this? I'm just asking because you're in good I, shape. You don't I'm, look your age. Is my oh, point. Well, thank you. See, I'm trying to compliment. Oh, okay. You. 50, I'm 52. Yeah, you look, you look good for your age. <laughs> That's what people say. Not like when people say, oh, you don't look 42. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. I guess that's a compliment. But, you know, we're talking about health and stuff like that. I remember, like, working out. I The first time I started to work out, I think literally the first time I ever went to a gym on my own, like, to really lift a weight, I was, like, 20, 19 or 20. My second year of college, I went away to UK or to Lexington in my second year of college. And I realized two years into college that being charming and funny, it works with freshman high school girls, you know, <laughs> hey, how you doing? But in college world, it's a different ball game. So I'm like, I think I need, because- You need to bulk, bulk you, up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my nickname was growing up? Oh my goodness, well, no. Well, no. I had a few of them, but I have an uncle to this day who still calls me Bones. Seriously? I was Bones. I was thin as a rail, right? So I realized I need to bulk up a little bit. So I went to the gym and that started 25 years, I guess, of it has been a it has been I am incredibly intrigued and interested. I read a lot about nutrition and health. It's always but my start was I wanted to have abs and biceps and I wanted to look good for chicks. That's just so reality. You could rip off your shirt right. and the, the women come running. Oh I was my embarrassed golly. to take oh, off my shirt for the wrong, oh wrong reasons. But anyway, so I started off for the very wrong reasons. Now I hear I'm a 42-year-old man and working out is a totally different reason than what it was when I was 20. Yeah. And so today we're talking about health and taking care of your body. And 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 for guys us to what you know? How how do we do that? And so we brought in a guest, and we're we're thrilled to have Matthew Pryor with us today. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you for having me. It's fun to be here. Um, you okay? You're a you're a trainer. You're you're now an author. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been working out for years, and uh, this is a a deep passion. But before we get into all that, tell us just a little bit about your family. You've been married to Kim for how long? We've been married sixteen years. Seventeen in October. Uh-huh. We've yeah. got uh, four kids, all ranges of ages, from four to 25 next month. My Whoa. stepson will be 25 in May. So we've got uh, an 11-year-old girl. That's a, that's, a, that's a wide range right yeah, there. 11-year-old girl <laughs> and a, a seven-year-old girl, a eight next month, and then a four-year-old boy. Mm. Yeah, so our two oldest, it's almost like having two firstborns. Because there's so oh, much yes. difference yeah. in ages, hmm. but it's good. It's fun. Ah, that's and uh, you've you've lived in the Louisville area your whole life. Most of my life, okay. I lived in Lexington for a little while. I bounced around. I I went off to St. Louis. That's where I um, my fitness passion really uh, took hold. And but I moved out there to study uh, creative writing. And then I lived in Virginia for a little while. But I've been in Louisville back in Louisville since '97. Okay. Hmm. 
So, hey, so talk about uh, that, uh, the St. Louis thing and kind of the launch into uh, health and fitness. Because you, you say in your book, and I'm going to just, it says, fitness equals nutrition plus exercise plus sleep. Yeah, and that's my definition. And I, those are the three things that you can control that will determine how fit you are. You can't obviously control your genetics, your DNA. Right. And I mean, I guess you could argue to an extent you can control your environmental factors of, you know, indoor air quality or things like that. But uh, exercise, nutrition and sleep, those are the things that you have control over and how much uh, you put into those is what's going to determine your fitness level outside of your genetics. Okay, so uh, it. How many push-ups have you done this morning already? I haven't done any push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, today's a cardio day for me anyway, so there will be no push-ups. No push-ups today? Not so, today. Okay, so no. just cardio. Okay. Today's a cardio day. Wow. And, and Chad, you said you did 20 this morning already? In my head. I, I thought, I, you know, <laughs> why, stop, why stop at 20 if it's in your head? <laughs> There's a lot of things in my head that I should not stop at or you know, keep going. But anyway. Oh. But so, now, growing up, though. Were you pretty fit growing up? Well, I was athletic, reasonably athletic, um, active, but I was on the chubby side. So, um, you know, remarks come out at whatever age you are, even not always mean spirited, but I can remember uh, sitting on a friend's steps. I talk about this in the book and he, I had my shirt, I don't know if we were horse playing or what we were doing, but my shirt was off and he said something about my fat rolls. I mean, I remember where I was at his house in his basement when that happened. Isn't that powerful? It is powerful. And that was, you know, I was elementary school. So I'm 42. So that was 35 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. 34 years ago. I remember in middle school, kids saying something during a heated game of dodgeball. Uh, and, uh, but I remember where I was on the gym floor when that happened. So, you know, that was probably late middle school or high, early high school. So those remarks kind of stick with you and, so that, that was, you know, kind of the impetus that when I went off to St. Louis, to, I, I didn't know anybody. And I thought, well, this is a good time to really dive into my, my fitness. So it, it kind of started like Chad was saying. It wasn't, I didn't start with the motives that I have now, but that's when it really took hold. So, so uh, when, you, when you began that journey of, of moving towards greater fitness and greater health, taking care of your body, uh, what was what was driving you, your you back then insecurities okay you know i think um society doesn't talk about how men have body issues body image issues i think you know it's all it's usually about the women yes and i you know i did i mean i wasn't i didn't do anything drastic i didn't have eating disorders but i think i had body image issues because i was carrying all this baggage and i didn't like the way it felt and um, so I wanted to do something about it. And so I went, uh, head first and took control and taught self-taught and learned and committed and saw fantastic results. And I was like, Hey, this is, this is pretty this great. This works. This does work. Yeah. This isn't just, and then I, you know, confidence came out of that. And so it was, it was a healthy confidence. It wasn't, but it still, it came from a, a, a place of insecurity. Okay. So God really used some things that people spoke to you, wounds even, um, so to speak, and God used that as a catalyst to Absolutely. where you are today. Absolutely. You know, nothing is wasted on God. He was the 
first recycler, right? I mean, he is the original. <laughs> Everything he can use for his purposes, good and bad, and he used unfun things from growing up to because uh, it was a part of his purpose. So this, you know, without those issues, who knows? Maybe I, I this wouldn't be a passion. Okay, so uh, go back again to St. Louis when you were there. W- was that more of an exercise thing, or was that more of a um, nutrition, you know, what you're eating thing, or was it both? What was really, what was, what was happening? It was, it was 50, 50. I didn't know the importance of sleep back then that I do now. So it was more about, and they don't really, they didn't talk about it as much back then as they do now, but it was more, you know, hitting the gym, how to, how to uh, strength train correctly, how to do cardio correctly and how to eat. And of course the whole, all these things are always in flux because new studies come out that debunk, you know, so this was in the the low fat craze of the mid nineties. So everything was high carbs back then. So the science was off back then, but you, you just go what you're, what you know. So that's what I was doing and I still got great results, but today I would, I do it differently and I see different results. Okay. Okay. Describe that just a little bit and then we'll take a break in just a minute, but describe that, uh, the difference between, you know, more carbs and, and today you do it a little bit different. Well, back then they were talking about, you know, fat was the enemy and it's not. And studies have shown we need fat. We need our protein. We need fat. We need carbs. But back then it was like, oh, eat all the carbs you want. And they were having all these low fat foods that were loaded with sugar. Yeah. Well, your body, if you give your body protein, carbohydrates and fat, the first thing it's going to use for energy is carbohydrates. That means it's going to hold on to the other stuff, namely the fat. So we, it took a while for science to catch up, but now I, I still eat my proteins, carbs, and fats, but I try to eat them in equal proportions. I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't, you know, write them down, but I'm trying to, I'm a 33% on each one of those sort of guy. Cause I feel like those are the, that's how I'm going to stay full the longest because it's fat fiber and protein, they keep you full. Well, fat comes from fat, fiber comes from carbs, and protein comes from protein. So, and, and the fat you're talking about is not, uh, what kind of fat are you talking about? Well, preferably healthy fat. <laughs> so, you know, avocados, nuts, olive oil, coconut, seeds. yeah, seeds, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's not that unhealthy fats don't uh, find their way onto my plate, but you're trying to eat healthy fats. Okay. So, yeah, so now that's, and, and, and also we're learning more and more about how um, steady state cardio, like uh, long distance running, that kind of thing can backfire on you. So back then, my cardio looked a little different than it does now. Now it's more high intensity intervals. So, you know, you're going real hard and then you're backing down, you're going real hard and backing down. So. Okay. Well, speaking of intervals, intervals, we're going to take what's called an interval, which is a commercial break. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about the overall picture of health and the connection between the physical and the spiritual yes they're inseparable the world tends to focus on the physical only but there's a spiritual element not even an element but they go hand in hand we are spiritual beings so yes. we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute we've got matthew Pryor of bodytithe.com and uh, check us out on facebook.com forward slash solid steps radio and we'll be back shortly after this commercial Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. If you're just tuning in, this is a show for men, by men, talking about man stuff. And today we're talking about our health. And we are here with Matt Pryor of BodyTithe.com. And he's talking to us about health. And we're going to talk this segment, I think, a little bit more about how that connects with our spiritual walk. 
Yeah, you know, um, Matt, we we've been talking about you know your story, and but let's let's jump into the whole realm of that we are spiritual beings, mm-hmm. and God created us with a body. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're, we don't just have a soul; mm-hmm. we have a body. And God, you know, the Bible says in Romans twelve that we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, when kind of unpack that a little bit and describe that your passion of of blending our bodies and and our spiritual life all together. I don't know if you've heard the quote that's attributed to C.S. Lewis, but he's it's uh, you don't have a soul; you are a soul. You have a body. So I did I, read that. In yeah, your- I don't know if he really said that or not, but I can see there being a lot of truth. So we are spiritual beings. However, our bodies are entwined uh, and in mysterious ways. But if you think about, you know, just think about how your your mental processing can affect your body. So we're emotional, we're spiritual, and we're physical, uh, all kind of rolled into one. But um when back to my St. Louis story, after I started uh, figuring out my fitness, my personal fitness, and it was, you know, I grew up a Christian, so it wasn't like I hadn't, didn't have a relationship with Christ, but I just hadn't paired uh, my fitness at that point. But I started to see how amazing our bodies were. And then I, that's when he kind of started planting the seeds of, hey, I, I'm not just uh, doing this for uh, your ego so you can have abs or whatever there's more to it than that and then that's when i started realizing okay we're just stewards it's all it's all about stewardship it, the whole book is about stewardship and if you could take out uh language out of the book and plug in finance instead of fitness and the same principles would apply because ultimately wow. it's a heart issue our our fitness is a heart issue our bodies are not our own right so, um, so right. So we are here to, uh, serve God and he wants, um, every area of our heart, right? There's no, I'm still trying to think of an area of our heart that he, he doesn't want to be the God of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so whether it's your finances or your talents or whatever, I just, I'm just pa- happen to be passionate about fitness. So he is, uh, he wants to be God of our, uh, of our hearts and our uh, fitness as well. So. Um, and what we find or what I find and what people tell me they find is when they, when their heart is right, that the fitness will come easier because that's the number one mistake Christians make with their fitness is he's not at the center of it. Yeah. That, you talk about motive in, in the, in your book, what, what's driving you to eat healthy and talk about that a little bit more. Well, right. Well, if, if your goal with your fitness is to get ripped or to become faster or to stay healthy even, or whatever it is, those are all fine things, but what's going to happen when you don't, you're not getting ripped or you get sick or you're not getting faster. You don't get as strong or you get older, (laughs) your plans get derailed, right? And then you're less motivated. But if your focus is, I just want to honor God with my body and I want, you know, him to be glorified in all things that you can do that even if you're sick or even if you're not getting faster for a marathon or if you're not getting those ripped abs or whatever, you can always be honoring God with your body, regardless of these results you're seeking. So motive is huge. And that's why um, 
it, it is such a stewardship issue. And then that's why I say, you know, fitness is a stewardship issue. Stewardship is a heart issue. And God cares about all matters of the heart. Mm. So ultimately, this is as much, if not more spiritual and emotional than it is physical. It's just the physical is how it's kind of manifested. Yeah, you, you, you say in your book, it's probably even more emotional mm-hmm. in how we exercise and all that. Describe that a little bit more. Well, you know, um, it, it, again, it comes back to the motive. So if, uh, well, think about your day. You're having a bad day, and um, the tendency is to want to reach for something that doesn't truly fulfill us. I know if I'm having a bad day, maybe I just, I really want pizza and a diet Coke or that sort of thing. Or I'm just not, I'm tired and I don't want to exercise or I want to veg out and I don't want to get sleep. So I, you know, have a Netflix marathon or whatever, you know, that's the, that's kind of the knee jerk to it. And so that's where the emotions you have to keep in check. And that's why so many people and not just fitness related, but if, if facts don't lead feelings, you get in trouble. Mm. You know, facts are the driver and feelings, emotions, that should be the caboose, right? So if the fact is, hey, I still want, I want to honor God in all things, then if you keep that front and center and don't lead by your emotions, you're going to be way better off. So how, how do we do that? When, when we got a, we got a tough day now, now, and, and I, I love what you said in the break that you, you do have donuts. I love donuts. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes. I love cake. I love Doritos. I like all that stuff. How do you keep that in balance? Well, the inspiration, I'm, I'm going to take you on a little bit of a tangent. I'll come back. The, the inspiration for the, the name of the book, Body Tithe, it came from a trip I went to. Uh, I was in Tanzania uh, on a what they called a vision trip. I was getting an idea of how this particular ministry, Here's Life Africa, worked. They take the uh, gospel out into the bush and evangelize, and they do discipleship, an amazing ministry. Anyway, we were at a, a church in Arusha, and on the walls of the church was all this food, like corn and grains and bananas, and I was... I didn't know what the heck this food was doing against this wall. So I asked, and it turned out that people that could not afford to give, like they literally had no money, Mm -hmm. they would give this food, the food would be auctioned off, and the money would go to the church. So this was their tithe. Food became their tithe. Wow. So that resonated with me, and I'm like, okay, well, how can uh, my fitness be my tithe? What would that look like, practically speaking? Well, if I just give God... 10% 10% of my, my food and I'm eating 90% uh, awful or I'm, I'm only working out one out of every 10 days or whatever. Yes. That's bad news. I mean, you're not going to, that's not really going to end up honoring God in my opinion. Now these aren't, this isn't in the Bible. You got to give 10% of it, but this was just my, how I could, uh, get your arms around. around exactly. It. So I just reversed it. So 90% of the time I eat good. And then I have 10% for me. That's kind of how I, I say it. Wow. So it's kind of like a reverse tithe from right. the perspective of we give 10% of our first fruits of money to God and we keep 90. You're kind of reversing it out in the perspective of you give the opposite of you give 10% to yourself. That is yeah. a unique way to look and at And 90% to God of your health. Yes. Oh. So that way I can still have the fun stuff. And, you know, there's always a diminishing law of returns on, on junk food anyway. So if, if you have donuts every day, you're not going to enjoy them the same way. So we have donuts and our, my kids want them more often, but we have them once a month. So I just woke up this Sunday 
And uh, my my 11-year-old said, hey, Daddy, can we get donuts today? And she started listing all these reasons why we should get them. (laughs) It's like, no, we've had our donuts this month. We're not going to have them. (laughs) But I'll have, you know, I have what you call a treat meal or cheat meal once a week. And I just, you know, I eat it. I enjoy it. And here's the thing. I enjoy it guilt-free. I have zero qualms. I don't worry about it. I just, I eat it. I love it. And... And I'm satisfied by it, and it's and it's fun. It's something to look forward to, and I'm, and it doesn't it doesn't diminish or hurt my physical results that much because it's just ten percent, ninety percent of the time. It's great. So oh, wow, that's that is really interesting. So okay, I'm I'm intrigued by the whole donut thing. Um, <laughs> I haven't had donuts in a while. You're due. <laughs> um, how, how do you do that at home? You just say like, oh, this Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, we have donuts, or how's that work? Well, it's not on the calendar. Although maybe if I did that, it would be better for the kids because then they could just go check and if you know, <laughs> it's but, Sunday month or not. Yeah. So usually they'll we'll talk about it. You know, hey, is this the is this the Sunday or whatever? Because we live we live way out. So for us to get to a good bakery, it's it's a commitment. I mean, we're talking thirty minutes. So this isn't something we just want to. And, and we only do another rule I have about cheating or. Uh, on your diet is get the best version of whatever it is of that food. <laughs> I like you. I like the way you think. Yeah, if you're going so ba- gonna... to eat bad, do it well. Right. <laughs> so if your thing is cheeseburgers and your favorite cheeseburger is some mom and pop greasy spoon, don't settle for McDonald's. Fast... Right. Exactly. Well, our favorite is a, a local bakery in St. Matthew. So we'll drive there. We don't settle for gas station donuts or store-bought donuts. So you want to get the most bang for your buck when you're, when you're okay. enjoying this. And so, so when you do that, how many can you eat? How many do you eat? How many can I eat? Well, <laughs> yeah. How, how many do you eat? Like, I, can, I mean, easily uh, five or six. Not all, not all sitting at one time. I'll spread them out day, throughout the day. Oh, that yeah. day, you'll eat oh, yeah. five or you, six you donuts. you got to pace oh, yeah. yourself, Kurt. You yeah. can't oh, eat all man, those I one am, sitting. I, this, and, is and so not, fr- this is so freeing. <laughs> yeah, it's liberating. There is a lot of freedom in this. But and not even like your kind of your traditional donut, like the bad, the really bad donut, not just like a glazed donut. Like I, like my favorite is a, uh, is a cream-filled Long John. Hello, those are, hello. Those things are a disaster, but I eat it. Once a month, and I love it, and I have it guilt-free, and it tastes delicious. <laughs> well, you know what? As we come up on a break here, I, I've, I've learned two words in my vocabulary I'm trying to eliminate, whether it's health or life in general, is always and never. Mm. I'm always going to do this. I'm never going to do mm-hmm. that. Those are words that come back to bite us. And yeah. I think that, especially in health, it's okay to say, I'm going to have something. It's just it, that 10% thing versus the 90%, right? Exactly. Well, before we take a break here, I want to thank Carol Rogers, Carpet One. Uh, Ken Martin and his crew, they have a really cool, it's called the Beautiful Guarantee. If you go to their website, carolrogerscarpet1louisville.com, they have a beautiful guarantee that says if you don't like your new floor, they'll replace it free, including installations. You Mm. need to go to their website and check them out. They're sponsors of our show. So thank you, Carol Rogers Carpet One. We're going to take a break on Solid Steps Radio. We're going to come back with Matt Pryor. We're going to open up his book, Body Tithe, and we're going to talk more about health and nutrition on Solid Steps Radio. 